Garrett? Oh, here and there. Yeah. Well, thing that caught my eye the most, apart from Serena and how she looks, is what she's wearing. What now, was she wearing? Well, a couple beers the other night, and we got talking. What does Serena Williams wear? And Serena Williams this tournament was wearing a green outfit with fishnet stockings or leggings. Your okay. thoughts? Um. Well, when when you say fishnet stockings, the image that pops into my head is like Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman. Oh yeah, which is sort of provocative. Yes, that's yeah. a polite way of saying <laughs> what I wasn't going to. Would you wear them on the tennis court? Well, 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 well no, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Would you see them on the tennis court? Would you see them uh, in the bedroom or something like that? Well, right? or, or I guess in, I guess in, to in flip it around, what would we say if we saw? Um, you know, a junior tournament where one of the 15-year-old girls is wearing fishnets. That wouldn't be appropriate, would it? Yeah, definitely not. Well, no. yeah, well, no, I, I hope I, not. I don't know what the fashion's well, we're going. we're two white guys. What I don't are, know if we can really what are these kids doing? What, what are wear, these kids doing nowadays? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> but, but to me, it was something that caught my eye, and um, obviously. And so welcome to Two Guys Talk Fashion, the podcast <laughs> where we just tell women what they can and can't wear. Yeah, it was a step up on the first week. We'll go yeah, from exactly. there. <laughs> Maybe we should be on Bravo or something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Gareth, down to it. Aussie Open. Aussie Open. What are your thoughts overall? What a second week. Yeah, hey? God. Well, finished last night, Djokovic. He's mm. unbelievable. He's uh, he's in beast mode, isn't he? Like wow. he's borderline. I mean, he's back to his level a few years ago when he was absolutely unstoppable. Yep, unstoppable. People were telling me, oh yeah, I think Rafa's playing really well and he's got a shot. But I was probably that guy telling you that. And I said, you know, he's won six times there. Yep. In that seven building, now. seven yeah. now, the most times out of any professional player winning one to- uh, winning the Australian Open. Yeah, you know, the last time Novak was in this kind of form, and correct me if I'm wrong, this goes back to 2015, 2016. Yeah, he was just crushing everybody. Career slam. Yep, 2015, he won Aussie Open, uh, Wimbledon, U.S. Open. He only didn't win the French Open. Stan Wawrinka won that year. Then the next year, he won Aussie Open, French Open. Yeah. But then he didn't win one for two years. And we were all saying, geez, maybe maybe he's gone. But you know what? He's won the last three. He doesn't look like slowing down. Well, I think possibly, you know, those two years he was playing with slight injuries. And yep. and now he's come back. He's tweaked a few things. And, and now he's back. Mm, right? He sort of uh, simplified his service motion to help his elbow. Yep. Um, and he just, I mean, he's what struck me at watching the final was how well he was striking the ball. Just every shot was clean, exactly where he wanted to put it. I've never seen Nadal just look completely flummoxed like that. From the opening game, Nadal didn't have a shot. No. It was um, it was a beatdown. It wasn't even close. No, Nadal was pretty honest with it after the match, saying there's not much I could do when I was playing that guy. And it's tough for Nadal. Not mm-hmm. much match practice. What's that? Six matches or now seven matches since last year's US Open? Yep. That's incredible to make mm-hmm. the final of a Grand Slam. My question to you, Andy... Will Djokovic catch Nadal's Grand Slam total? And sub-question, will he then catch Federer's? I think he's got the best chance. Yeah, I, I think Nadal is as prone as he is to injury and lack of playing. Um, I think you could almost lock in the French if he's fit. Mm-hmm. Um, although I think Djokovic N- beats him on the French. I yeah. think Djokovic beats Nadal at the French this year. Um, I mean, I, I'd say at the French it's a coin flip. 
Yeah, that's yeah, it's good odds. Yeah. Uh, apart from that, I I really can't see him being beat. Um, un- unless it's like a round at Chip Wimbledon where he's serving off his tee. That's what it has to be, doesn't and... it? Just somebody just playing crazy on the day, just serving huge, not not letting you get a rhythm in your service games. But I mean, coin flip at Wimbledon, coin flip at the French, and he's got to be heavy favourite at the US Open. Yeah, it just depends on how well he manages his schedule. I remember back then, 2015, 2016, he went on a run. I think he was 50 or 60 matches and four losses. Yeah. Something crazy. He doesn't have to do that anymore. I think he should take a leaf out of some like Federer's book and mm-hmm. take a look at how many matches he's playing yep. and, and what tournaments he is. and Especially because now he's an older gonna, man. Age right? is going to catch up. Yeah. He turns 32 this year. Um, I think Nadal turns 33 this year. So they're both getting up in age. They've got to really manage their schedules. Um, and I guess we'll see. We'll see if how many more they can get. But, I mean, for me, I think Djokovic is going to have more than 20 Grand Slams before he's done playing tennis. Wow. That's a hit of Fed. That's a hit of Fed. And, I mean, does Fed win another one? Fed's got, what, in my mind, a 15 to 20% chance of winning Wimbledon. Yep. And that's it. Yeah, I think Wimbledon or, you know, who knows, maybe an Australian. But he said out there now that he's going to go out there and play the clay court season. Mm. Um, does that mark the end? Maybe. You know, we've said that before, maybe. but, I mean... This might be his uh, yeah, song, song, yeah. Bit of a Kobe tour. Yeah. Uh, that second week of the Aussie was interesting. Yes. Now, can we stop the Zarev talk? <laughs> um, uh, no, and can I tell you why? No, I can't tell you what. One, one, and six. <laughs> you go, man. Go for it. Um, it. It's undeniable that Zverev is a very talented player. Um, he's he's still young. He's got a good temperament. He's big. He's got an all-round game. He can do everything. He doesn't have it mentally yet, but he is still young. He is. So I think that despite his failings in Grand Slam tournaments, he's done very well in 500s and 250s. I, I think he will get there eventually. Um you, when that happens, I'm not sure, but I think you've still got to put. You've still got to have him in the conversation. Yeah, in the conversation for sure. Mm. I think um, watching his match against Raonic, where he completely broke down mentally, mm. was a bit of a sign to me. Yeah. Um, I think he's hearing the talk that he's not a player of the level, mm-hmm. and you know, after a while, you're going to come to realize. You know, yeah. hey, I've played now twenty Grand Slams and haven't. I've made one quarterfinal in my career. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm a journeyman, and that's not something that should be going into your thought processes. Mm. I think at the moment he's the best player that isn't the best players. Yeah. Um, okay, best player without a major. Yes. So uh, the previous person in my mind was Ferrer yep. for that. I think Zverev has a much better chance of winning multiple a major and multiple majors than Ferrer had. For real, for real, he was never ever in the conversation going into a Grand Slam tournament, despite the fact that he was always ranked fourth or fifth in the world. Yeah, Zverev, he he does have a legitimate shot. Yeah, he does. He's got the game and he's beat the players. Yep. Right, but I think you know I don't know whether a sports ecologist or something like that might help him when he's around the slams. I know that having these top level players who have been there and done that must be doing something like that mentally for him Definitely. to help him out. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Sitsi Pass had a pretty damn good tournament, didn't he? Wow, man. Beating Fed, going there. I mean, losing to Nadal in the court is not a shame. No. Right? No. It's a it's a hell of a tournament. Absolutely. And I mean look, he beat Basilashvili, who I touted very highly. Um, and 
he looked very impressive. And then he went out and beat Federer. And then I thought, oh, geez, this kid, this kid's arrived. Yeah, I think I think it's not only beating Federer, but the mental hurdle of them winning the following match. And yep. he went out there and beat Batista Gu, I think. Yep. And handled him four, and that's an impressive result. Absolutely. Right. Uh, it's a shame in the tournament that Nishikori burned himself out throughout the tournament. Yep. Right. He's a uh, he's a top player. I mean, not saying that he would have been a challenge to Djokovic, but by the time he got there, he was pooped. There was a meme on Reddit that had uh, greatest rivalries in tennis, and it was you know like uh, Nadal and Federer and you know McEnroe Connors, and then it had Nishikori, Nishikori. Yeah, just just out <laughs> there battling himself. himself. Yeah, you know, five set matches after again and again. That's tough. And that and that's the problem, right? Like if you're a player like Nishikori. It's so tough to win a Grand Slam because it's inevitable that you're going to have five set matches on the way. Like you're not good enough to dispatch people, but you're good enough to beat them. Yeah, you know. So you're you're going to be stuck. It's He's tough. not out there putting people away two two and two. No. Um, Look at know. Nadal. Didn't drop a set until the final. Uh, Djokovic dropped one to Medvedev and one to Shapovalov, I yep. think, and that was it. That was it. And yeah. and even then he handled those guys pretty easily. I think in the fourth. Yeah, you know, exactly. love to Shapovalov anyway. Yep, that's right. Uh, ladies, yeah, what, what do you got? How good's Naomi Osaka? Wow, she's pretty pretty damn good now, isn't she? Back to back slams prove that the U.S. Open wasn't a fluke. Exactly. Yeah. Now number one in the world. Um, First Japanese player, men or women, I believe. Yes. To be uh, number one in the world. What a you know what a confidence builder that is. You mm-hmm. know, we talked about how tough it must have been on here at the U.S. Open after beating Serena. And then even the mental hurdle then of going out there and playing the rest of the year. Um, to come out there at the beginning of the year and play as well as she did and win the slam, you know, she had a real tough final there against Kvitova, um, coming through in three, but what a tournament. And uh, you mentioned to me earlier, Andy, about Kvitova's hand. Tell well, me more about this. What a comeback. Uh, she, 2016, uh, the off-season, she's at home and... And an intruder came in, in yeah. Prague, I think. Yep. An intruder came into her home with a knife, and she tried defending herself off, and uh, almost lost use of her hand. Now the picture is out there; it is we'll, gruesome. We'll put, we'll put that up for you. Sorry for anybody. Yeah. Look away now. Look away now <laughs> if you don't want to see it. Um, it's a real amaze that it's it's amazing how that she's come back, and you know, not only come back but to make the final of the slam and nearly win. Mm-hmm. was amazing. Yeah, no, good on her, absolutely, because uh, that is, I mean, the index finger is hanging off. It's a terrible injury. It's... I mean, you'd imagine that would almost be career-ending for yeah, a tennis player. Yeah, I, I think mean... they, they said it's 10% chance you'll get to play again. Wow. And now look at her. Fantastic. You know, what, what a story. It's reminiscent of Monica Salas back in the day, who was yeah. stabbed by that um, fan who was uh, a Steffi Graf supporter. You know? Bit crazy. Eh? Back in the day, I think it was on court, wasn't it? It was yeah. on court. And change events. Um, we could, we talked a little about Serena earlier in her outfits, but I thought she had a hell of a tournament. Yeah. Um, she was up five one in the third and let it slip mm. against uh, Puskva. Yeah. What, what do you make of that? Is it rolled ankle? Is it upstairs? Yeah, I don't know. Um, rolled ankle is a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, but. She played through it and was playing reasonably well, although she was hampered. I always think it's unusual with Serena when she foot faults. Uh, it always seems to happen at a big occasion. Mm. Now, she was match point up and serving and did a foot fault before she rolled her ankle or during that point. 
Um, I often think that's a big thing with Serena. Most times that she gets foot faulted, she tends to explode. Interesting. Maybe it's a trigger. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it just seems to happen at the slams when that happens, but it's not a call she often gets against her, and it tends to happen at big moments. It's not a call you often see anyway. It's a very rare call. Yeah, and, you know, match point up, you know, she didn't foot fault. Maybe the returns doesn't happen, and that ankle injury doesn't happen, and she wins. Yeah. that's. I mean, you can't think like that, but that's... No, and sometimes these calls are questionable, too. They're very hard calls to make. Like, obviously, if the player steps onto the line before they launch up, Yep, absolutely. But sometimes they call them as though they've landed before they've hit the ball, yeah. and it's like, oh, there's some there's some tough ones. What are you talking about? <laughs> Patrick Montague came out and said, uh, even if Serena won, she wouldn't have been playing her semi final because of the ankle. Oh wow, really? Uh, Mats Verlander came out and said, I believe that's bullshit. He said, <laughs> the way that she went out there and played, and the chance to play in a semi final, she would have played. Yeah, I, I I think I think so too. You know, like. That's just sounds like sour grapes. Just, yeah, me. I think he comes out with a lot of excuses, like he did at the U.S. Open, coming out and saying that I, he was the one that was coaching. And, exactly, and you, you know, know, everybody does it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think sometimes those are you know just sit to the side and let it happen. We all saw the slight injury, and you know sometimes it's just a downfall. And Pliskova played amazing points, and Serena recognized that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, what what happened in the doubles? Well, Herbert Mahout. Yeah. What a combination, you know. Uh, Two Frenchmen. Yeah, well, they beat John Pierce and Henry Cochin in the final. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is a good return to form for them. Yeah, definitely. So very surprised, you know. I think before the Australian Open, Henry Cochin played with Frederick Nielsen in Auckland. So I thought they might have been split up for good. Right. Um, so to make the final was a good comeback to form for those two. I actually played John Pierce at ITF and as a junior. Did you? Yeah. How'd you go? No good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for Herbert and Mahout, this is that completes career, a career Grand Slam. So mm. now they've won all four. Uh, Mahout, thirty-seven years old, he's sticking around. You know, uh, even Herbert, top singles player. You know, yeah, yeah. top forty-five in the world, and has some real solid results. And a tricky player. Yeah. Um, and whenever he's, uh, you know, whenever the umpire doesn't coach the other player, he generally <laughs> does pretty good. He does. He does. <laughs> he doesn't get too frustrated mentally there. But um, to me, for they've won the career Grand Slam. Last year, they won the Davis Cup. They're definitely one of the top combinations in the world to be threatened with. I think Mahout said after the match that he's going to stick around until 2020 Olympics. Oh, wow. And uh, that he really enjoys playing with Herbert. And, you know, Herbert's got a good team around him with Santoro and a few others. So, yeah. And yeah. speaking of uh, Davis Cup, Andy, we've got the uh, the qualifiers coming up this week, or this weekend, I should say. And uh, 24 nations are competing for 12 qualifying spots in the finals in Madrid in November. The teams that have already qualified are France, as you mentioned, Croatia, Spain, USA, Argentina, and Great Britain. Uh, Canada is one of the countries that has to qualify, and they are playing Slovakia in Bratislava uh, this week. Now, on paper, this is an easy win for Canada. Let me tell you why it's not an easy one for Canada. Number one, it's on clay. Okay. Number two, no Milos. So we've got... Felix. Shapovalov, Felix, Polanski, and Dancevic as the captain player coach. Um, on Slovakia's side, uh, Martin Klesan is number one. 
And he's got a singles ranking of 40, so he's no slouch, especially on clay. I think he's one of the top players in clay last season. Yep. Um, and then the the other three players are lower, um, both outside the top 200. Um, although they do have a doubles player who is ranked 67 in the world. So that's going to be a real challenge. Yeah, away from home, on clay. Yep. Uh, and possibly a tough environment. A young play. team. Yep. and very and- young team. Kleisen, you know, I think last year he had wins over Nadell. Mm. Um, I should re- yeah, you should check probably that out, fact check that one. But um, <laughs> you know, I know he has in his career, and he's he's a real, real tough player on clay. Yeah, Felix was born after Y two K, so he's pretty young. <laughs> That's a fun fact for you. <laughs> he played a challenger last week, um, so he's had some match practice. Okay, um, hopefully it was on clay. Unsure. It was in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably on clay then. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how he goes. Absolutely. Yeah. Who you got for the Super Bowl, Andy? Well, I think it's a contrast of styles, isn't it? Yes. You've got the old man of Belichick and the old man of Brady against the young guns. Yep. Uh, that defense is, is very scary from mm-hmm. the Rams, isn't it? You've got Ndam Kinsu. You've got players like Tlaib out there just dangerous players yeah i mean uh, i don't it's it's scary in that they're i guess aggressive but uh i mean two great offenses going at it. It yeah could, could, i mean we're yet to see a real high scoring battle in the playoffs unless i'm forgetting something but um well, i yeah. mean the best game this year was what chiefs and rams and it was 40 something mm-hmm. right or 50 was it even um patriots they're possible of putting that up tom brady bill belichick's a genius mm-hmm it's tough to go by them. I mean, look, if it's if it's close down the stretch, it's it's going to be Patriots. Yeah. If, if uh, I think I, I'm going to pick the Rams because I, I, I like I like to see the Rams win. I think they could put up a lot of points. But if it's close down the stretch, you don't want the ball with Brady Brady with the ball in his hands, do you? No. Well, that's what I'm going with. I think Tom Brady. I think Bill Belichick. I think they're two two geniuses and. You got to go with people that have been there before. Mm-hmm. I think uh, experience goes a long way in these big events. And you know, look at Djokovic this week at a, a venue that he's comfortable winning. I think Patriots same. Yeah, you're absolutely right. When I was watching the Chiefs uh, Patriots game, it there was a stat that was you know how many players on the Patriots you know had experience in AFC Championship game. I think it was 34 players. It's crazy. Chiefs zero. Wow. You know, and uh, it it showed down yeah. the difference. I mean, you know, a silly mistake really cost the Chiefs the game with that offside penalty. So, you know, that, that's all it takes. It does. These games are won on a dime. I'm really looking forward to the Super Bowl. You yeah. know, football season's a good one. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, anything else to add before we shut it down? Actually, not much on for the tennis this week. A couple no. ladies' events, and as you said, the Davis Cup yeah, to end of, the week. Yeah, a, a challenger here and there, and the Davis Cup. So uh, we're going to take a break this week so, to recover from that Aussie Open and hey, waking oh, up in the middle of the night. Sleep is gone. Um, but we will be back with our uh, uh, Pete Sampras bio, so that'll be a bit of fun. And uh, then we'll be back the following week to to recap everything after that. Hey, oh, I think it's Montpellier and Sophia and one more. Perfect. Um, yeah, so find us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you want us to discuss a certain topic, please reach out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. We are Two Guys Talk Tennis. That's Andy. I'm Garrett. Um, if you like the cut of our gym, please subscribe, rate, and share. Thanks, everybody. Boom. Well done.